Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to a new dimension of greatness. This is Felicia Atlas. I am back again on this glorious Monday evening. So happy to be able to share with you guys again. I hope that last week was great for you guys. And I'm certain that this week will be even greater. Today, I have so much information that I want to share so many powerful diamonds that the Lord has been sharing with me over the past couple days. My birthday was last week. I feel one year younger. (laughs) I definitely feel one year younger and I am so grateful for what the Lord is doing. I've had some awesome, awesome, awesome experiences of uh, praise and worship, just communing with God. And like I say, every week, do not miss your date with God. Do not miss your opportunity to fellowship, to learn him, to commune with him, to enjoy his presence, to receive revelation, because that is when the Lord communes and shares who he is and what he intends for your life. It's very important that you spend that quality time. You need QT. God wants QT. He's waiting for you. It's not hard to get into the presence of God. Some people wrestle with the idea of, you know, the, the experience and the enjoyment of feeling the presence of God, that experience is what he longs to share. He wants us to experience him in that way. And he wants to increase that experience. He wants to show us new heights in him, new depths in him, new revelation. He wants to show you yourself in him. And so there's so many things that we experience when we get into the presence of God. And I'm very, very grateful. I don't take any opportunity to get in the presence of God. And the more that you interact with him and enjoy him and seek after him, uh, seek him while he may be found because he's waiting. People don't understand that what that scripture really means is he's there. And if you don't come, he'll leave. (laughs) Some people think that there's a, a, a limited amount of time you have to seek the Lord. That's how I interpreted that scripture for years. But in actuality, the Holy Spirit has revealed to me that he's already waiting. And it's very rude to leave someone waiting. And so that's what it means when it says, seek him while he may be found because he's already there. So if you go and search after him, he's there waiting and you you don't have to seek. He's there. He's waiting on us. And so I just enjoy every experience. Like I said, he's blessed me with the new year and I am um, one year younger. (laughs) And I thank God for everything he's done in this past year. And um, he's even been sharing with me what he will do within the next 12 months, 12, 12, 12 months. And we're going to be talking about the 12 today, the 12 tribes of Israel. I mean, I've just been enjoying so many different revelations that God has graced me with concerning these 12 tribes of Jacob, the 12 tribes of Israel, um, even just you know, how those are two different dimensions of greatness, if you will, uh, because Jacob is the first name that uh, our progenitor Jacob had as the um, as the possessor of the land. He is the possessor of the land because he initiated the birthing of possession. So everything that comes, that boils down in our life as, you know, the type of lifestyle that we want to live, the type of ministries that we want to birth. I need everyone to listen very closely today because I'm going to be sharing some beautiful things. The type of businesses we want to build, 
the type of relationships we want to flourish and grow and experience. All of that begins with very powerful revelations, of course, beginning with Abraham, then going on down to Isaac and then to Jacob. And so knowing God for, you know, the, the long amount of time that I've known him, I find it very, very Um, I find that this is a very opportune time to understand the 12 tribes of Israel and how they benefit us, how they're beneficial to us, how they were intended for us. Even in the beginning, the Bible says the word of God talks about from generation to generation. So the mindset of God was for us to continue to live out that same structure, that same pattern, the same system of these 12 tribes of father Abraham. Abraham had no title. He was an apostle this, he wasn't prophet that, he is the father of the blessing. Abraham is the father of the blessing. So I say all the time, Lord, bless me, you know, enlarge my coast, continue to bless me. And that's what he's been doing. But he said, in order for people to be blessed, even the more, so you can get a blessing through um, default. You can get a blessing through, um, you know, doing this or doing that. But the commanded blessing is something totally different. The commanded blessing comes legally. The commanded blessing comes through a system. The commanded blessing comes through anointings, generations, uh, lineages, bloodlines, warfare, territories. And so in order to understand the full scope of possession, even possessing the blessing that the Lord has commanded for all of us, for every believer, um, the Jew first, then the Greek, then the Gentile. I mean, it's just so many different things and different operations that have been set up by the spirit of God for us to possess the land. So we're taking dominion today in the name of Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus, just begin to open our eyes. Let our spirit be sensitive to what you're saying. But furthermore, let the word take hold. Let it be planted in good soil, good ground. Let our hearts be receptive to the change, the movement, the opportunity, empowering you, Lord God, to go forward and possess the land in the name of Jesus, oh God. Your word declares that it is you that gives us power to get wealth, oh God. Your word declares that you've given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, oh God. And in the name of Jesus, I just declare that every hearer and doer of your word would be manifested into the calling of the grace and the blessing that you have preordained for their life before the foundations of the earth. Help our eyes to be enlightened that we would understand the scope, scale, magnitude, and delivery of this purpose in us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Now, so let's just recap a little bit about um, what we've been talking about. So we went through 10, 11 weeks of vision. God has always shown me that um, the word will come before the manifestation. So we talked about vision. So um, we should understand if we've been listening and following and been sensitive to the Holy Spirit, that the sight is very, very important as you um Everyone wants to endeavor to possess the land. Everyone wants to take dominion. Everyone wants that particular authority that comes with possessing. So when with that comes vision, you have to have vision. And that's why there's a spy anointing. That's why... Um, Uh, You know, God saw that it was good when he began to create. The first thing he did was saw that his creation was good. So vision is a very godly trait. It's a very spiritually 
grand anointing that causes us to have the mind of Christ. So we need to keep that in mind as we endeavor to possess land. I was even studying earlier about Joseph. Oh my God, the Lord has been blessing me. Do you hear me? The Lord has been blessing me with powerful revelations. And I ask God and you guys pray for me because I'm asking God to give me the grace to be able to break down my revelations in a way that people can really lay hold of them because the way that God deals with me, it's very straightforward. And I, I'm, I've been communing with him in that way for so long that it's easy for me to understand at times. I just do research to confirm what he's showing me. And sure enough, he will always show us in his word, how he's dealing with us and what he's saying through the power of the Holy spirit. He will make himself known in his word. So I just want everyone to understand that God has been good as it pertains to dominion. We have no idea. We have no earthly idea. Do you hear me? We have no earthly idea, <laughs> but the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Spiritually, we can have an idea. If we possess the land, the territory through the spirit, we will understand the hope of his calling, but we have no earthly idea. Okay. But we need it because we operate in the world, earth, in the earth and in the world as ambassadors, we operate as visitors from a different land. Now, remember land means original purpose. Land means your original plan, the original mind, the original purpose of God is the land. So when he's telling you to possess land, to take dominion, to lay hold on the territory, see there's, I'm going to break it down how um, the possessing and the dominion actually works. Because when you possess the land, you're possessing your original purpose. You wanted to be a teacher when you were younger, but then someone else told you to go to law school. But for some reason, you're you're practicing law, but you have a longing to teach. You need to possess the land of your original calling. You always were told you were going to be an evangelist, but no one has ordained you. So you just forgot about it. But you need to find a way and seek God where you can possess that land. The original gifting, the original calling has to be unlocked. You had a dream when you were four years old that you would be so rich that you would own an entire community. You saw this at four years old, but right now you're homeless. You have to seek out the original plan, the original purpose, find your way back to originality. That's how the man, the CEO of Amazon is thriving. That's how Bill Gates thrives. They operate in their own identity. They operate in their own land and they possessed it. So last week we talked about the creative anointing, Genesis 49 and three. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, okay? We need to understand Reuben is good. This is, Reuben is real good. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I talked about Reuben last week, but we're gonna touch a little bit more on Reuben before we get into Simeon because I found out some very powerful things that are gonna change your life this week and help you to operate in a dimension of greatness. So Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, the excellency of power, boom. I'm gonna stop right there. I wanna also add, if ever I'm saying something and you don't understand it or you've never heard it, just write it down and study it yourself. Write it down, Genesis 49 and three. Go back and let the Lord reveal to you um, what I'm saying so that the, the word of God can come to life in your life. Always write it down. Don't ever just overlook it and say, I don't understand that, forget it. When God gives me something, I search it out, I seek it out and I find the revelation. I find the truth and the power in the word. So always go back and reference. 
Genesis 49 and 3. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, the excellency of power. Now, I just said land is original purpose. Okay. I'm not going to read 49 and 4 because then he goes to talk about how he's unstable as water, how he's this and how he's that. But the original purpose for Reuben was to be the firstborn, my might, my beginning of strength, the excellency of dignity, the excellency of power. But how many know that Reuben didn't get the blessing? Reuben's territory, his opportunity to possess was divided between two other people. So he didn't even get to get into that blessing, but he was a great person. You see that he tried to tell his brothers not to kill Joseph numerous times. He was very respectful of Joseph. He honored Joseph if, if, to a certain extent. And um, he even didn't have any problems giving Rachel the mandrake. And, and the mandrakes um, were believed to have power to create, power to produce, power to multiply. They believed that the mandrake was a, a produce item that would cause you to be able to reproduce, if you will. So Rachel wanted it because she wanted more children. That's why she asked Reuben for the mandrake. Now, how did she ask Reuben? How come Simeon didn't have it? How come Judah didn't have it? How come Gad didn't have the mandrake? Because Reuben represents a creative anointing. Now, I'm going to stay right there for just a moment because last week I didn't really get to pull it out. And then we're going to get into some greatness today. Your creative anointing, creative, first and foremost means it's tailor-made especially for you. It's customized for you. It's for you. And not only that, it is the first fruit of many birthings. It's the first fruit of many creations. It's the first fruit of many manifestations. That's why if you do something out of order or out of turn, there will be chaos and confusion and you won't manifest the blessing. So the firstborn and the first fruit, this is what Reuben represents. He was the power. He was the excellency. He was the strength, but he slept with his father's wife. He lost the blessing. The reason that he lost the blessing is because he could have destroyed the order. See, if Reuben would have gotten Billa pregnant, his father's concubine, his father's maid, his father's wife, if he would have gotten her pregnant, the entire order of God would have been, see, the, the coming of Christ would have been totally different. The whole making of Jesus, our Lord, would have been totally different. And so that's why the blessing was taken from him. Because if you hinder the order of the blessing, you don't deserve it. If you tamper with the order of the blessing, God will give it to someone else. So you can have a business, you can have a ministry, you can have a calling that will be the first blessing, the firstborn of the blessing, and it will bring you might. It will bring the beginning of your strength, the excellency of dignity, the excellency of power. It will cause you to have a nation anointing, a tribal anointing, an inheritance. Benjamin and and Ben and Ruben, those the B-E-N and those names mean to build, repair. So Ben. Reuben, the first son, Benjamin, the 12th son. So you have an anointing to build in the beginning. Ben means to build, to repair, to, to make children, to make a nation, to make a family, relationships, anointings, appointings. That's what B-E-N means. So Reuben started it off, but he lost the blessing. Benjamin is the 12th. He's the end of time anointing. He's the calling to bring everything back, to repair the breaches, to repair the waste places. So remember that as we continue to study the uh, 12 anointings of the children of God, we need to understand the blessing. The blessing has an order. And if you do not 
operate in that particular order or in that pattern, you will forfeit the blessing. Remember, God always ordains and orchestrates momentum because he will never have you lost. He will never have you out of order. He has apostolic royalty and apostolic order from a plan that cannot be tampered with. It's been ordained before the foundations of the earth. The enemy tries to attack it and yourself, you can attack it. You can destroy your own destiny. That's how Reuben lost the blessing, sleeping with his father. Now he just slept with his father's you know, wife. He could have repented. He could have been sorry. He could have never touched her again. But it was the principle that if you were to get this woman pregnant, what would it do to the bloodline of the blessing? See, the bloodline has a family. The blessing has a family. The blessing and the uh, the opportunity to procreate in the blessing, to multiply in the blessing, to be fruitful in the blessing. That pattern is what the enemy has always tried to destroy. But how many know we, we, we can stop that through the blood of Jesus and God wants us. See, they say that there are 10 lost tribes of Israel. They say that after a certain part in the Bible, there's no more Reuben. There is no more Simeon. There is no more. And what happened to these tribes? And the devil is trying to hide the glory of these tribes in chaos, in confusion, because he knows all 12 tribes must enter the promised land. All 12 anointings must cause you to enter the land. You have the anointing of Judah. You can praise God until the wheels fall off, but you don't have any of the other 11. And that's why you're poor. And that's why you're struggling. That's why you can't attain health. Because God inhabits the praises of his people, but he also inhabits the warfare of his people. He also inhabits the knowledge of his people. He also inhabits the government, Joseph, of his people. And so the other 12 anointings, they come together and they cause a manifested glory. That is why God chose the 12. Now, I'm not even going to get into when he chose uh, Peter and when he chose James. And I'm not even going to get into that. That's so deep. The Lord has been revealing some beautiful, beautiful things. But don't worry, I'm going to unclothe them all. We don't have much time. You know, we only always have 30 minutes. And so I have to try to get through everything as quickly as possible. But make sure you understand before I go into this next phase that we talked about Reuben being the firstborn. It's your first blessing, your first business, your first child, your first anything is intended to be a mighty blessing. That has always been the will of God for anyone spiritually and naturally. The first fruit, the Bible talks about it throughout the Bible about the first fruit multiplying and having a, a special glory to create abundance. So always remember that Reuben represents creativity. What makes you, you cause it to manifest. Do not sin. Don't block the blessing. Operate in the blessing. You are the first fruit. Icon Enterprises, let's make a million dollars this year. You are the first fruit, Dominion Tabernacle. Let's grow this ministry and cause people to get into the face of God. Always honor the first because God honors the first, but he honors it through creativity. He creates it. He's a creator. God is a creator. So ask yourself, what are you creating? If you aren't creating anything, you aren't possessing any land. I'm going to prove that. Let's get into what we have today. Today, we're choosing our land. We're choosing our land and we're taking dominion part four. This is part four. Choose your land. Numbers 32 and 32 says, I'm going to knock this out real quick because I'm, I'm in love with this passage. Numbers 32, 32. Now the children of Reuben and the children of Gad had a very great multitude of cattle. See, they were already great. They already, they were already possessing assets. And when they saw the land of Hazar and the land of Gilead, that behold, behold, 
means to see something in its glory. The place was for cattle. Behold, the place was for cattle. Numbers 32 and 32. This is Gad and this is Reuben. Reuben is the first son. Gad is son number seven. So seven represents everything glorious, greatness, um, perfection, completion. Seven is a great number. So you have the creative anointing and you have number seven, the seventh son, the perfection anointing. So you have those two coming together. This is going to be good, ladies and gentlemen. So they see that the land is good for cattle. Now, Gad has a lot of cattle and Reuben has a lot of cattle. They have not crossed into the promised land as of yet, but they see the potential over here in Gilead. Behold, the place was for cattle. Verse number two, the children of Gad and the children of Reuben came together. The children of creativity, the firstborn, the firstborn glory in the children of Gad. Now Gad also represents warfare. Out of all the brothers, you cannot go toe to toe with Gad. Gad is the warrior. He is the boss of war. He's a victorious, vicious warrior. Okay. He is the troops. He represents the glory of God that causes you to tread on serpents and scorpions, ladies and gentlemen. So you have the warfare anointing, which is perfected in Gad. You have the Reuben anointing, which is perfected in creativity. God is saying, bring your creative anointing to the warfare. Let's war to get into this land. So they came and talked to Moses, who is the prophet, who can see the future, who can see the promise of God. So your creative anointing and your warfare anointing must come together to the promise. Then they came to Eleazar the priest. Then you must, then your promise and your warfare anointing and your creative anointing must come to the priest, which is the fellowship with Christ. It must come together. Then they came unto the princes of the congregation. Then you're operating in a kingly anointing because now you're in a position through your warfare anointing, through your creative anointing, through your promise anointing, through your fellowship anointing to bless the congregation. And now they're saying Adaroth, Dibion, Jazer, Nimrah, Hezbon, Elia, Shabam, Nebo, and beyond, even the country which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel. See, the Lord had already destroyed these particular inhabitants before the congregation of Israel. It's a land for cattle and thy servants have cattle. They're saying, we see that this land is great for business. I see that building over there, it's 25,000 square feet. God has not told me that that building is mine, but I think I can possess that land. God has not told me that that church, the old Walmart is mine, but I think I can handle that. I think I can possess that land. See, God hasn't told me that I'm gonna have a baby. I've been barren, I haven't had any children, but I think I'm gonna have a baby. See, this anointing with Gad and Reuben coming together represents the land that you seek out, the land that you search out. God hasn't told you nothing. God didn't tell you that was your land, but you said, I want that land. And you go to God and say, God, can I have it? These are the only two tribes that sought their own territory. The other 10 tribes, it was chosen by Joshua later down the line. Joshua anointed and appointed the land for Dan. Joshua anointed and appointed the land for Judah. Joshua anointed and appointed the land for Zebulun and Naphtali and all of the other brothers. But Gad, 
and also there's another brother um but it was later it was one of joseph's sons um joseph's descendants i want to say it was manasseh or ephraim gad reuben and manasseh all chose their own and it's very distinctive please take your time and read numbers 32 because numbers 32 is for people that operate in a certain grace they know what they want god didn't tell me did god tell you you know god didn't tell me that but i'm gonna but i want that and i'm gonna seek god see they went to moses moses had the prophetic promise because the will of god was delivered to moses so once the will of god has so once the lord tells you you are going to be a prophet to the nations the way that you incorporate that anointing in the earth realm can be solely up to you. You can say, I'm going to go on a TV show and I'm going to reveal the word of the Lord that way. And you can ask God through fellowship. Remember, they came to the priest Eleazar. So then you go back to the priestly role and you say, can I possess this land? This is good. This is good. So they said, if we found grace in thy sight, Gad and Reuben are talking to Moses. If we found grace in thy sight, let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession and bring us not over Jordan. Bring us not over Jordan. Bring us not over Jordan. See, when I realized 15 years ago what the anointing of Jordan was, it changed my life. I've never been the same. That's when I began to understand dimensions. So the river Jordan is something that means to ascend and descend. So they say, we don't want to go over the path of ascension and descension. We can possess the land right here, but guess what? We want the land over here. Moses said, you want your brothers to fight alone. So you don't want to cross over into the promised land with your brothers. You want this land because you have cattle. It's good for cattle. That's why you have to know what you have in you because you might not need to go where everyone else is going and God will honor that. But your responsibility is still to make sure that your brothers and sisters cross over into the promised land. So Moses said, are you trying to anger God? Are you trying to make God mad? You guys don't want to come over with us. Gad and Reuben, you and your tribes want to stay here? They say, yeah, because we have cattle. Yeah, because I have a teaching anointing. Yeah, because I can lay on the hands. I have the gift of healing. So you have to know what you have to know where you need to be placed. That's what dominion is all about. Operating in your original land, your original purpose. So they said, we have cattle. We need this land right here because it's good for cattle. So Moses then goes on to tell them, if you help us war, See, you cannot stay here because we need the 12 tribes to come all in together. See, and that's what God is saying in this hour. You want the blessing. You want the territory. You want the dominion. But the 12 anointings aren't operating. So my job is today is and, and every Monday is to continue to break down the different anointings because some of you have the creative anointing, but you're not warring. God is not with you. Some people are smart, but God is not with you. Some people have an invention under their kitchen countertop. They've created this potion. They've created this product. They've invented this company, but there's no Gad. They don't know how to war. See, that's why David said, teach my hands to war and my fingers to fight because it's all about possessing. Now let's go down a little bit further. Speaking of David, David talks about a wealthy place. He said in Psalm 66, 12, thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We have went through the fire and through the water, 
but thou brought us out into a wealthy place. See, in order to get into that wealthy place, see, God gives us spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That's the pattern. That's the system. That is what I've been talking about. That structure, every structure, every power has to be released into a structure. So the power that you need to war, the power that you need to assess a certain territory has not been released because your placement is wrong. That's what dominion is about, strategic placement to receive the power to execute a purpose. So he says, bringing us into a wealthy place, Psalm 66, 12, thou has caused men to ride over our heads. We have went through the fire and through the water, but thou brought us into a heavenly place. Every power has a designated structure. That's why they say in Deuteronomy 8:18, we all know that scripture. Uh, you've given us power to get wealth. See, people don't understand how the power and the wealth go together. The wealth is part of the blessing promise. The power is part of the warfare revelation. So you have Reuben and Gad coming together, two different tribes. Reuben, they're not the closest brothers. Reuben is the first son. Gad is the seventh. So God is clearly saying, one, create. Seven, I'm going to give you a perfected glory to war. And guess what? If you read further down into 32, Numbers 32, they went in, they possessed that land. And if you look at the map, study that map. Gad, the seventh brother, and the first brother, their lands and their territories are touching. They're next, next, neck, neck to neck. They're right there together, but they're surrounded by the Ammonite and they're surrounded by the Moabite. Now, if you look, the Ammonite and the Moabites are the descendants of Lot. Lot's daughters slept with their father and they created the Ammonite. The firstborn is the Ammonite. See, the, the devil has a firstborn to kill your firstborn. See, Gad, the warfare anointing is strategically placed with the creation anointing to war against the enemy. We're trying to possess things that we can't fight for. So we have to team up with God on a level of warring to possess that land. We don't want that part. We just want the blessing to be made manifest. But the prayer has to increase. The fellowship has to increase. The time in the word has to increase. We have to war a good fight. We have to fight a good fight. We have to war against spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I'm sorry, against spiritual principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places in order to possess the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have today. My time is up. I'm going to share more about Simeon and Reuben next week. We're going to get all the way into Simeon because he's the impartation anointing so that you can possess certain glories as you possess your land. Have a blessed week. Have a dimension of greatness. Until next Monday, ladies and gentlemen, be great in Jesus' mighty name.